you've arrived at Earth 919. Hello and welcome to another episode of Earth 919, a comic book podcast for number one reviews and comic book news. I'm your host, Matt. With me, as always, is my co-host and brother, Ian. Oh my God, I'm here. We're I'm actually here. in the we're in the same room. The fuck? He's in my half painted room. Yep. It's I don't know how I convinced Ian to come all the way out here, but I'm sure now the expectation is gonna be I'm gonna come out to him and Ian's gonna stretch that uh that well taught muscle of disappointment that I've raised him on there you go. for years. Um so we are here. This is the first time in it's been a while. It's been over a couple year. months. Yeah, it's over been... a year since we've done an episode in the same room together. Mm-hmm. Um, but without further delay, let's get on with the show. Let's do it uh, with some shoutouts. Okay, so uh, shoutouts for this week. We have one really big, my favorite shoutout. Honestly, I love doing it. It's my favorite one. It is to Comics the Gathering. It's a comic book shop in Tacoma, Washington. It's the home of Earth 919's comic book box. Whether you're looking for an entrance into comics or a haven for some new titles that you want to put and read in your box, owners Matt and Jesse can help you find exactly what you're looking for. You can follow the shop on Instagram and Twitter at Comics the Gathering, and that's spelled C-O-M-I-K-S, The Gathering. Or you can hit them up on Facebook.com, Facebook.com slash Comics the Gathering. Uh, remember, come for the comics, stay for the games, and that's all I got for this week. Let's do some news. Now let's talk some news. So... We are in the midst of uh, seemingly an endless drought. Uh, not much going on this week, actually. Uh, we've got pretty much two bits of news. So uh, it came out, I believe, over a week ago now, but that the Falcon and Winter Soldier might be getting their own TV series on the Disney Play uh, streaming service that's coming out here, uh, I think, what, in like two months now? It's coming out in January 20, 2019, I think. I think it was rumored to be in the winter of yeah. of this like the end of this year the beginning of next year yeah yeah so this is something I, I and really we've only seen them kind of together their dynamic together in civil war but I, i'm looking forward to this i know you've been talking about this for like a year i feel I like pitched you, it yeah i know you did like originally talking about the buddy cop thing kevin feige i told him they said that for the production of this they're trying to lean more on the comedy which is understandable yep. i mean look at the way that they interacted in civil war i think that's I mean, that's the way you want to go. Uh, I'm interested to see how... I mean, the rumor is Captain America is going to pass on, obviously. So how is their dynamic going to be once he leaves? It, will one of them be Captain America? Will neither of them? I had a crazy idea. What if both of them dress up as Captain America? You did and they that. And they'd be like a Captain America team together. That'd be pretty cool. I'd be I interested to see that. I'd love it if it was really slapsticky. so they're like, okay... This time, neither of us is dressing up as Captain America this time. Okay? All right. Promise? All right. Okay. I'll see you in a bit. Okay. Meet me around back. I'll be right there. The guys are... The drug deal's going down. Then they both come around the corner. Ah, oh, Falcon! You're Captain America. You both... Are, we, we, we promised each other! They gotta get Rhodey as, as, like, their Iron Man of that universe, so that way every time they get into hijinks, he's there to bail them out. Like, ah, oh, come on, guys. Can be like the, uh, uh, Mr. Drummond, Mr. Drummond from Different Strokes, just... You guys. Exactly, exactly. I think this show is going to be, I think it's going to be really cool. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I, I think it has a lot of potential, but I, I'm, I honestly, Matt, I, I don't understand how they're going to transition these actors from movies to TV seamlessly. I, I'm really interested to see. I know some of them are going to obviously transition really well, 
but it's I just I don't know how I feel about these long doses of these characters. It's going to be really weird to see, and you're going to get to snort them in a very quick fashion. You know, I mean, and I well, they, I guess they haven't announced whether it would be issue. I, think I think they're going to do episode, episode by episode, episode. Yeah, yeah like like kind of like Hulu. Yeah, yeah. I think that the uh, the Netflix thing is their thing. Hulu does it too, and Amazon does it too. But it's like I think some of it actually Hulu doesn't do it. But anyways, they uh, I think they're just going to say here's your episode this week you know that's what hulu does do netflix yeah, doesn't do that i know yeah. that's what i'm saying yeah. oh, okay, I, gotcha. I, I was talking about the binging you know with the, the whole season dumps hulu doesn't do that but um i can foresee them trying to trail these out because they want people to engage weekly more conversation but are you really excited about the scarlet witch movie show show whatever thing are are you potentially excited about probably the most least engaging character in the Avengers franchise joining her in her quest for a show that I'm not sure I really care about? I'd be more excited to watch a Scarlet Witch show than I am to have Vision involved in it. I like Paul Bettany sort of, but his Vision is very bland and mm-hmm. I don't I don't I have no urge to see it any further. It's it's run its course when he got his did he get his heart ripped out or his skull ripped Brain. out? From Brain. Thanos, I was secretly clapping in the back of the theater, like, yeah, I only feel you. It was terrible. And then he went to Solo and got red scars on his face. And what? the rest is history. What's his name? Drayden Voss. Wasn't that his name? Drayden Voss. No, Drayden Voss. I think you're right. Right. I, I, that's a good memory. I've not seen that movie since we talked about it. I watched it two weeks ago. Did you? Yeah, I did. I actually asked my wife, I'm like, do you, do you want to see this? Like, it's a Star Wars movie. I guess you kind of want to see it. She's like, oh, I don't really care. I'm like, okay, let's watch something else. My fiance really wanted to see it when it came out, and she liked it. She thought it was really good. So Somebody, uh, I think that we both know, who I won't mention by name, but was like, I, this is why I don't usually talk. This is like usually my forum for like where I'm like, I really don't care for this, or I think this is dumb. Because I have a lot of people in my life who are like, Things like that movie, and I'm pretty sure this person said they expressed excitement over this movie, and I'm glad that they spoke first before I started talking about it because I was going to take a dump on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, they're like, yeah, do you see Solo? I'm like, eh, yeah. And they were like, oh, it's so great. I'm like, I really don't want to crap on their parade. Sure. I was like, I didn't say it was good. I was like, yeah, it had some good parts. That's funny. That's usually what I say. I liked it. Which is valid. I think it was good. It was better than Last Jedi. See, I don't care about crushing your (laughs) shitting on your parade. Right, that's true. Last Jedi, though. (laughs) Yes, that's a good movie. No, No, it's it's not. It's a divisive movie. No, it's it's not even divisive. It's garbage. No, it's not. Um, There are really good parts of the movie. Nope. Uh, Anyways, but I'm not like, who cares? I I don't really care for the Scarlet Witch. I mean, it could be interesting. But if it's Scarlet Witch, they have to have the vision because it's kind of the comic book lore. I, You know, honestly, what I would be more interested in would be to see them more in their past. Uh, and if they do get the rights to X-Men back, what if there's some sort of connection to Magneto in the show? Hmm. Now, that would be interesting. That would be a really cool way that they could take this property that they have and make it different. And they would only be able to do that really on that play service once this um, the transaction's already gone through, right? So, mm-hmm. well, um, it's yeah, it's it, in the process of going through. They but think it's, it's going to be closed by the end of the year, right? So, I I think that's awesome, and I think that there's it's if they decide to go in that direction, then the shows can have more potential than the movies because we're going to get to see 
crossovers and characters that we would have never gotten to see on screen. But if I'm just worried, I'm trying not to get my hopes up because I that's where my expectations are right now, and I feel like I'm going to be let down once it comes out. The first one's going to be like, oh, it's Iron Fist season one. Don't mention that. Did you hear? I, and this wasn't in the news. I didn't put this in there, but um. So I've heard that Daredevil season three has gotten rave reviews, which mm-hmm. is not surprising, um, because it is really well done. Uh, didn't finish that sentence there. Uh, but it's also I heard that it has a fifty-seven percent drop off in viewership from season two, which is crazy. I I believe absolutely I believe that, but I think honestly that's where the superhero fatigue comes into play. Yeah. People are tired of. Okay, yeah, we saw Daredevil season one. We've seen Punisher season one. We get it, you know? Um, and it's really unfortunate because the character development in Daredevil, especially with, um, help me out, what's the actor's name? Uh, Fisk? Charlie. Oh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, friend of the show who's tweeted at us multiple times and I can't even remember his name. Yeah, he, you know, he's great and he's developed really good. Even in his brief time that he had in the second season was amazing. And he's really, he's really cranking it up to 11 in this in season three but i think the cancellations of luke cage and iron fist have waned people's uh interest in daredevil they just they see that those two franchises are going by the wayside maybe just from the outside perspective are well maybe this is just a dying thing like it's probably not even good and they're not even trying that's my Could be. Could that's be. how i see it but um yeah i mean i, th- I think this is going to be an exciting new adventure that they go on i i just i don't know how well it's going to be for them uh, well, last bit of news here uh, is Ewan McGregor has been cast or rumored to be cast, right? Ian? He's not official yet. I I think it's rumored. I think it's yeah, rumored at rumored, this point. Rumored to be cast as the Black Mask in the Birds of Prey movie, which will now be rated R. I'm signaling to you. See, now we're in the same room. You need yeah, to pick up on my cues point. here. It's rated R. Normally, I'm just doing this to a screen. Yeah, it's rated R. The movie's Why isn't he picking up on my hand movements? Uh, rated R, yes. So um, this is exciting. I really like Ewan McGregor. I think he's a really good actor. He's oh, probably the Kenobi? Uh, yeah, well, he was the best part he, of the prequel trilogy. Yes, like I know. that's no exaggeration. Yeah, he's the only thing that's good in those prequels. <laughs> Chancellor sits our speciality. I just watched the prequels the Did other you? day. Yeah. <laughs> You're all making fun of me for having a good memory. I'm like, I don't even remember that part of the movie at all. That's just before somebody gets their head chopped off. Is that Attack of the Clones? Yeah, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, yeah. It's a good thing you're not watching Attack of the Clones. I don't even think my DVD player will accept that movie. <laughs> it spits it right I back put out. it in. It's like, are you sure? It shreds it. <laughs> it's like a Banksy portrait. It just shreds it. You mean you want me to wipe this disc completely, right? No, no. I actually want to watch it. Yeah. You want to watch Static, right? I need to see that Dooku Va- Yoda fight. It's just must watch. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta work on my impressions. Yeah, you're you're Yoda. Was that Yoda or was that? I was trying to do Dooku, was okay, that Dooku? or not Dooku? No, not Dooku. <laughs> Grievous. Oh God, that was terrible. I for some reason you said Dooku, and I was thinking, oh, he meant Grievous, and then I went to Grievous. Oh my God, this has gone badly. That was terrible. Good God, it was bad. I'll admit that. Um, but anyways, so Ewan McGregor and Black Mask. This is cool, man. I think he's a good actor. I'm excited. I don't think I've ever seen him in a villainous role. I'm trying to think of what he could. He was. I he was he's... in Fargo. He what? was in season three. I was just reading. He was in season three of Fargo, which is the last thing that he did. Um, but he. It's been a while since he's done something I, that I would argue on the level of the DCEU franchise. You know, um, Scottish. Oh no, he. You know, he actually recently just did. People are probably shouting at us right now. From listening, Christopher Robin. Yeah, 
the Winnie the Pooh remake made ninety nine. He has his dollars. own separate page for his filmography. Good for him. Yeah, he's made a lot of he's he's in a lot of stuff. I keep hoping that he's gonna come out come back as uh, Obi Wan as like a Force ghost or something in uh in the new. He should have been in the Last Jedi instead of Yoda, but that's a conversation for another day. I would be okay. I would have been okay with it that. It would have been a lot more realistic he, than he was. Yoda. Um, he was in the Force Awakens. He did the voice part of that. They took like Alec Guinness, where he's like Ray. Search your feelings, Ray. Really? Was that him? But he did some ADR work hmm. for it. I didn't know that. He was in the island. He was bad in the island. He was a bad guy in the island. Anyways. Um, but are you excited for the movie? Are you excited for his role in the movie? Does it make you excited for... I've already, yeah, I've already gone on the record. Excited. I'm excited for I this like movie. I like the cast. I like the cast so far because we've got uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. That other girl. I'll pull up the names. Good God. I can tell you don't know what they are. <laughs> that other girl. And then that now one him, girl, Ian McGregor. And Ewan McGregor. He's in it. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead is great. The girl who Margot Robbie is Margot in Margot Robbie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Who is she playing? Mary Elizabeth Winston is, like you said, uh, Journeyne Smollett Bell. Journey. Isn't it Journey? Journey. It might be Journey. I might be saying that wrong. I'm sorry, Miss Bell, if I'm pronouncing it. Uh, it's going to be playing Black Canary and Sue Kroll. Oh, wait, hmm. no. Wait. Sorry. Wait. Sue Kroll is producing through her Kroll & Co. company label. So that's not her. Okay. So, no. Anyways, I uh, yeah. Rosie uh, Perez. And now in our rating, that's, that's pretty cool. Hopefully it's not what I always worry is that they go, oh, Deadpool was rated R. Let's make it rated R. It's like Deadpool and Logan were good rated R. They were good in spite of the fact that they were rated R. Just rated R just, that's what their movie demanded. They didn't need, it wasn't like we want to have rated R for shock value. It, it. You needed it to tell that story. It, it, and, it well, and if they could have done it in a PG-13, they would have done it in yeah. a PG-13, but they couldn't. And that's what the story deemed. And so don't just make something R just for R. So that's the only thing that makes me worried. Otherwise, I am okay with it. But, Ian, before we move into comics, um, I don't know if you know what today is. Well, today is the 4th of November. We're recording. Uh, do you know what the 2nd of November would have been in a parallel universe uh, for Marvel movies? Do you know what was supposed to come out to uh, this Friday? In was, it Cap was it Captain Marvel? No. In another world, uh, Inhumans would have debuted today. Oh, wow. No, I did not yeah, know that. I was that. just reading oh, about that gosh. while we were downstairs. Woo! Isn't that weird? Glad we missed that one. Well, it already did debut. There's a pretty cool story on CBR just about what happened, how this, how everything kind of fell apart and stuff, but it just kind of ponders an alternate reality where that movie still happened. And kind of the state of the... Because at the time, they didn't have Ant-Man and the Wasp on the schedule. They didn't have Spider-Man Homecoming on the schedule. They uh, were going after their big franchise. And Avengers Avengers was a two-parter, which is technically... I mean, it still is. But it was called Infinity War Part 1, one and, and 2. two. Um, so, yeah. just it, I just thought that was funny. That's weird. Talon's probably somewhere crying in a closet. <laughs> it would have been today. Today would have been the day. Maybe that's why we haven't heard from him for like three days. He's just days. like... His girlfriend's like, come on, Talon, you've got to get outside. I can't. I can't live in a world where this isn't real. It's like, but Venom, we can watch it for the hundredth time. Not today. Not today. Uh, all right. So comics? Are we ready to do comics? Let's do some comics, comics. here. Comics. So we've got three comics here, and they are – actually, I'll just say this right off the top. There are the three DC, Hanna-Barbera, and DC crossovers for this year. Um, I don't know if there's been more than these three. 
but this is yeah. This there was there was actually uh, a Superman one that also came out this week, oh. this last week actually. So th- this falls in the tradition that they've done for the past two years now, I think. Mm-hmm. With um, start uh, Batman and Elmer Fudd was probably the War- highest Warner Brothers crossover first. Warner Brothers, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's right, that's right. Is so it was Bugs Bunny and the Joker? They had Warner Sylvester Brothers. and Catwoman. That's right. Yeah, and now they're doing Hanna Barbera characters. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So, um, but this is this is now kind of a yearly thing. So. Uh, we thought we'd do this. So we're covering Deathstroke, Yogi Bear, Nightwing, Magilla Gorilla, and Green Lantern and Huckleberry Hound. All number ones, all one shots, all single issues. Uh, which one are you going to start with? Let's do Nightwing, Magilla Gorilla. Okay. Let me get down there, and I'm ready to go. So this is Nightwing and Magilla Gorilla special number one. Publisher is DC Comics, written by Heath Corson, art by Tom Grummet and Tom Dernick. Colors by Pete Pentazzi, I think, maybe. Uh, letters by Carlos Manguela, or Manguel. And uh, the synopsis is, when a famous Hollywood talent agent is found brutally murdered, suspicion and evidence seem to point to his most famous client, Oscar-winning actor Magilla Gorilla. Dick Grayson, Artie, and Tinseltan to meet with said agent senses something suspicious. Donning his Nightwing costume and joining the forces with the simian... Joining forces with the simian suspect, he's got one night to prove that this monkey does not belong in a cage. Uh, Ian, why don't you go ahead and start this one off? What are your thoughts? All right, so this book was, to me, let's see, in hand, I think, what's wrong? Nope, I got it. Uh, this book does its best to tie two different characters together in a very realistic way, much like all the crossovers do. Uh, these books, they're not, you would expect hearing Magilla Gorilla and Nightwing that those two characters aren't going to mesh really well, but... The writers on pretty much all of these books do a really great job meshing the characters in a way that makes sense, that's realistic. But to me, this book, it falls flat in terms of the storyline. There seems at times that there's a random pace to it. It's things are happening, then they're not. They're happening, then they're not, which I thought was weird. Uh, For example, uh, the first initial interaction between Magilla Gorilla and Nightwing, they they perform his circus routine from his family and it just was really <laughs> random that they're performing a circus routine like hey oh this oh, book has random things in it oh hey you're an actor hey i'm an actor too i'm making a movie let's do a circus routine it just well, when i invited you over here i was like hey ian do you want to go bmx riding yeah let's do it and you're my brother let's go bmx riding hey, in my house yeah awesome um it just things like that made the story very clunky and i just i i understand that it's a book about Magirla gorilla and nightwing i totally get that and you know, I, it's not like I have this critical eye where I'm expecting a lot, but it just it happened really weird. And there was other moments. I'm not going to go too far into it right at this moment. But Matt, what were your initial thoughts of the book? And also, put it on the poll: Is Magilla Gorilla a good character? Go ahead. Well, that's that's part of my problem with this book is I don't think that it you would know if Gorilla Magilla Gorilla. Gorilla was a good character based off this because I don't think they really gave anybody much substance in terms of their personality to shine through. Now, I'm no Hanna-Barbera, like, aficionado. I I, I mean, I know it from my childhood, seeing it as a kid, seeing the reruns on uh, Boomerang or whatever it was called when I was a kid, Cartoon Network. Yeah, Boomerang, though. Um, boom, yeah, Boomerang now. But um, anyways, it none of these characters really, especially Magilla Gorilla, didn't see... I mean, you could have swapped this out for a story with Gorilla Grodd, and it wouldn't have changed anything. It just... There, there was no personality defining that seemed like, oh, this is like the Magilla Gorilla kind of thing that I remember as a kid. Um, 
I think that this is a an easy read for new readers because the the story doesn't as much as it doesn't give these characters a defining voice, it doesn't bog you too much down with continuity or any, where anybody's at. Absolutely. Uh, which helped. And I thought that the art, although not really, not nothing really to write home about, it was very dynamic um, in terms of there's a lot of fighting in this one, which I thought was cool. And, um, but overall, it's just there, it was confusing. I didn't really understand why um what was what what did you mention oh the the whole trapeze in the back thing like why did that even happen why did that need to happen and then when they meet og the girl who gives him they so they first off they go oh right they, and they she's go to, mugged or something they go to the right? fortune teller mm. which has no bearing on anything um then there's the og girl who's randomly being mugged by a group of seven guys mm-hmm. they quickly dispatch them that never comes up again um you know, okay, that's kind of worrisome. Uh, but yeah, it's just like a lot of dead end, and there wasn't really much detective work because Luke, Luke <laughs> Dick is like, oh, um, I sent those fibers off to Oracle. Also, here's footage. And I don't know, it's just like, do you think it's this guy? No, it couldn't be this guy. Turns out, was that guy. So I thought that one of my biggest takeaways from this book is I have brief interactions with Nightwing in comics. I don't know him too well. I've, I know like Injustice. Uh, the run of, that he was in in Injustice and things like that and other things that he's done, uh, like the new 52 Batman. But this didn't feel like Nightwing at all. It didn't feel like him no. at all. No no detective work, like you mentioned. There was no, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then there's a point where he's suspecting that McGilla Gorilla is the killer. For and he looks at him. 30 seconds. And then McGilla Gorilla is like, do you think I'm the killer? And he's like, I don't know, but let's keep fi- working together. <laughs> like, What? You're just going to work together with somebody who you suspect is a murderer? Like, okay. Uh, it's just everything happened happenstance. It just it happened. It happened. It happened. And nothing really really flowed together. I'm. It sounds like I'm cramping on this book. I'm not. The truth is I do think this book is new reader friendly. I think it's yeah. approachable for yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah. I think it's actually sure. something like that if you were to read and pick up from the store, you will enjoy it and you might get your money's worth. But there's just elements to the story that don't really mesh together very well. Um, trying to think if I have anything else. Oh, I just, you know, it didn't hold a candle to the Elmer Fudd Batman one that we did two years that's ago. That's the problem. That, that is that's the problem. That's the high mark for me. I know. And that was such a compelling story, and it was so, it was very well written, very well, like, um, composited in terms of, like, just the framing of the different panels and everything. I still, like, think that that's a great book, but to go back to this one. Um, what do you think of this the is, art? Well, I said, I think it's, I think it was fine. It would, nothing really too special but i thought it was really dynamic it did a really good job with like the actions so like at yeah. the end when they kind of when everything comes to a head i was like okay that works really well and i did like at the end how it kind of twists i do think it's just weird though that he's like the they live in a world where it's like a monkey can play a person and it's just like that's cool like okay like wow great for you you guys are progressive but that's still weird right <laughs> like i'd be like if Airbud started like making like movies about I don't know, like the Revenant or something. <laughs> it's the just bear like, from the Revenant, yeah. like an agent now. He gets no, no, agent. he would be playing Leonardo DiCaprio's part in this world, based off of how this world. Runs. Right, I get what you mean because the the roles in the movie. But it's yeah, I, I and I, I think I'm just gonna go ahead and say this, and I don't know if, how you feel, but I'm just gonna say all these these three books all pretty new reader friendly. I yeah. would say, yeah, I think absolutely. we could just get that out of the way because there's no build up there, but they're, they're all and they're trying to do a lot in one book like you got to merge two characters you got to introduce the personalities you got to do the story 
and it's fine and i think that they do a good job of it but it's just like some of the lapses in here like they they spent a little bit of time meandering on things that probably could have been avoided and then they could have spent more time on explaining like developing the character a little more or their dynamic a little more but anyways let's move on to the next one well uh one last point i do find it funny the batman elmer fun one was tom king yeah, and I think that's really why I I realized that as I was reading this one, like, oh, this this wasn't as good. I wish it had been as good. And it's like, well, Tom King didn't write this. I mean, he's a great writer, you know. Like, no shit. But uh, that yeah, he is. Uh, so the next one, what is the next one? I picked this one, Matt. What what's the next one that you want to pick? Let's do Deathstroke. Okay, cool. That yeah, all right. Let's do Deathstroke. So Deathstroke Yogi Bear Special Number One, published by DC Comics. Fr- uh, <laughs> writer is Frank Terrer- Terry. 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 Um, artist is Mark DeShera, the New York Yankees baseball player. I, th- I thought the same thing when I read this. I said, wow, I didn't realize Mark DeShera is yeah, a comic book were, artist now. Hey, he's hitting home runs everywhere now. Uh, yeah. um, colors by Jeremy Cox, uh, letters by Wes Abbott. In Yellowstone Park, legend speaks of a spirit bear referred to as the Yogi, which few, if any, have actually encountered, real or not. When, the, when a bear seems to have graduated from stealing picnic baskets to kidnapping actual campers, Ranger Smith decides it's time to stop the menace. So he calls on the services of Slade Wilson, a.k.a. Deathstroke, to get the job done. None of that happened in the book. Who writes these things? It's funny because the original notes that we had, there was no synopsis that you sent. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote my own synopsis. I didn't even read that. And I'm reading, I'm like listening to you talk about it right now. And that wasn't very close. My, here's You want to hear my synopsis? Here, I'll read, I'll read you what I wrote. Boo Boo has gone missing, and Yogi Bear <laughs> finds himself running out of options. Despe- Instantly different. <laughs> Desperately, he recruits Deathstroke to find his lost friend. However, they discover Jellystone Park is under an even bigger plot than they originally thought. See, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Not the ranger, who literally does not talk to Deathstroke until he runs into him. Yogi is Yogi Bear, not some spiritual creature. That yeah. was weird, the way they worded that. And what I'm, I'm way more aggressive. I'm not a, mad at this book. I actually didn't mind it that much. I'm not mad. I don't think that this book is bad. I just, I did not realize until just now that this synopsis is so far off. But anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, so you went first on this one, so I'll go this one. Yeah, go ahead. Um, this was a very mediocre book to me. Um, I felt that the plot was really flimsy. You know, he, it's really, whereas I see, I think a lot of the other books are pretty good about, here's a reason these two are in the same room. Uh, this one was Yogi seeks out Deathstroke for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I really, I, I thought the art held up pretty good. Um, it was actually really solid throughout the entire book. It worked really well because it was more, um, not such bold colors. It was really muted. A lot of forestry colors too, like a lot of grays, brown, or not grays, uh, browns, greens, variations on that. So that worked out really well, obviously, because they're in the forest. Um, but n- none of the characters for me really seemed like they acted like themselves, especially Deathstroke. He didn't seem like he kind of was like goofy, almost like at, at times like a Deadpool esque, like just kind of like uh, slapstick. Um, Yogi really only seemed like he was a person that was very well characterized um but i have more opinions but why don't you go ahead and what do you think so this book was my favorite of the crossovers that we did this week since the batman elmer fund one i really liked the art in this book a lot i felt like the art really matched the book well in terms of death death stroke style is more violent and they went above and beyond more to highlight those types of things whereas 
uh, the last book we did, I just, I didn't think it did that in, on the same level. Um, I do understand what you mean by when you say that Deathstroke sounds a lot like Deadpool. He did seem like Deadpool. And it initially took away a little bit of the book from me. But the biggest part that I didn't like, but I was very quickly able to move past it, was the um, how they met. Yogi just, Deathstroke is beating people up in a bar. And then Yogi Bear just taps on his shoulder like, hey, can I get your help? It was just, just no explanation. But I think it also plays into what we've been talking about with the last book. And I imagine what we're going to talk about a little bit with the next book, which is these characters, they have to get thrown together so quickly that sometimes the way that they're thrown together is inorganic. It doesn't make sense. This one, however, I just, they could have done a little bit better, honestly. But I quickly moved past it and I enjoyed the story, actually. Yogi was well characterized. Every interaction, everything he says was very Yogi esque. But he doesn't ever go, hey, boo boo. Not once in the comic. Like, it bothered me. But uh, I like this one a lot, and I felt like it was a, a really easy story. I mean, we've already mentioned for anybody to read, but it was cool. And I would I would actually like to see a little bit of a continuation on this story. I think there was a little bit more there, but they ended it very abruptly. What else you got on this one? Um, the one thing that I really – oh, shoot. Dang it. Um, sorry, I'm clicking through something as I'm talking here. I'm trying to find the panel. The one thing I really liked was the Daltons talking about um, that were arguing in the uh, in the bar where Deathstroke oh, was right. at. I love that. And I'm trying to remember. It's not Yosemite Sam. It was uh, they're arguing about who the horse. Yeah, but uh, it, it, it's a Hanna Barbera character. I can't remember for the life of me what who they're arguing about. Uh, I can't find it, but it's very funny. And if you know Hanna Barbera cartoons you you'll know who they're talking about and why it was so why it's so asinine that they couldn't figure out who they didn't see that they were the same person which is great um but yeah i mean overall it was fine uh and and it's new reader friendly obviously i like as i mentioned earlier so um you mind if we move on to the last one let's do the last one okay uh the quick last quick draw mcgraw quick draw mcgraw yes thank you and then the you other know. one was that you don't realize it's him with a sombrero on hang on let's see if i can find it uh quick draw mcgraw <clears throat> Maybe if I click on Quick Draw McGraw, it'll give me other aliases of him. Let's keep going. Okay. Uh, the next one is Green Lantern Huckleberry Hound, number one special DC Comics, written by Mark Russell, art by Rick Leonardi, colors by Dan Green and Andre Parks, letters by Steve uh, Busilato. Uh, synopsis is set against the turbulent backdrop of the early 1970s Green Lantern and Huckleberry Hound joined forces to take a stand on issues of that era. Returning from recent duty in Vietnam, veteran Marine John Stewart, now a member of the Green Lantern Corp, contemplates what, if any, if anything, he should do about the issues tearing his country apart. Meanwhile, Huckleberry Hound comments against the Vietnam Wars have left him a celebrity outcast, and a visit home back to Mississippi puts him face to face with the Civil Rights Movement. What can one man and one hound do? Uh, do you want to go on this one, Ian? Yeah, this book was... Okay, ready. This book was an interesting read. Uh, it was very thought-provoking, I felt like. I don't know if you got the same thing from this book, but I felt like it was very yeah. thought-provoking. Um, it wasn't. It was a very different tone than the other two we've read. The other two are more action-based. Uh, they're they're fast-paced. They Characters are fighting. There's action going on. It's engaging. This one was a little different. Uh, the way that John Stewart and Huckleberry Hound, right? That's mm-hmm. Huckleberry Hound, that they an- originally crossed over is in a bar, if I remember correctly. He goes to see a stand-up. Stand-up, right? Uh, so they have some sort of connection there, which is 
I felt like that was very organic and it worked well with the story. However, the points of the story that I didn't enjoy was there was just a lot of talking. It was all dialogue. It was just dialogue, 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 dialogue. And I don't really have very much experience with Huckleberry Hound as a character, personally. I don't know if that's just how he was as a character, and maybe that's I'm wanting something that is out of character for who he really is. But to me, it didn't really make the book very approachable and enjoyable. I felt like I was kind of reading through a slog a lot of the time. It was just things were happening. But the conversations that the two characters were having were really engaging because they're talking about the civil rights and kind of their both experiences with the civil rights, especially when Huckleberry Hound is reminiscing on things that he went through in the past in the South. And you kind of see certain things like that, which I thought was really cool. And I really enjoyed different elements of the book like that. But it just it wasn't uh, as good as the other two in terms of pace. So those are my initial thoughts. What about you? Yeah, this was one that I kind of expected. I walked into it thinking I'm I'm gonna really I if if I'm gonna like anyone out of the three, it's probably gonna be this one. Um, just from the cover alone, I thought okay, this had a cool this, cover. I like it's the a cover. very engaging cover. It's Huckleberry with the tie dye shirt and John. They're kind of back to back with a riot behind them. And there's a other couple other ones too. I mean that that's one of the variant ones it's that like I It's a very saw 1960s co- yeah. cover that well, it's, you imagine. Yeah. Well, it's 70s. It's the rights movement. Yeah, and right. Absolutely. So, um I really did like this one. Um I thought that overall the story was probably the most compelling part of this one. Very 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 light on action. I mean, if at all. There's really no action. That was one thing that caught caught me off guard was I was expecting some level of intergalactic something or other. This really is just two guys swapping stories. And um, the only thing that I think hampered this book was the fact that there is no, well, there's two things. Um, Huckleberry doesn't get nearly enough time to go back and talk more about himself. He really only gets like one spot at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that this, it, this book doesn't do a very good job of helping you see, understand what you're, what you're experiencing. So, you're kind of you see all of a sudden you see John in like his Green Lantern suit and you don't really know that okay this is something that happened before the story that you're being told right now so it's kind of jumping the time stream a little bit but you it doesn't give you any indicator that this is this is in the past this is in the future this is presently what's happening usually they use like a sepia tone or something that's kind of the shorthand for okay you're in the past now this is a conversation that already happened that threw me off a little bit um, but I gotta say the characterization of Huckleberry Hound. And his explanation for why he's there at the bar was really great. It was really I great. I thought that was really cool that he's just a washed up guy. And I thought that's a, like, oh, he has a joke. I can't remember what it was. But like just his his whole personality as the washed up guy. He reminds me of Bojack Horseman. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very Bojack like. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it just was very well done. And uh, it was actually like absolutely like, OK, he was kind of a uh, somebody who spoke out against you know the nixon and yeah the wrong stuff. like you know what what he believed in basically yeah and, and it's very highlighting of that era where it's not it's frowned upon really you yeah know? yeah and yeah I, I thought it was great i really loved it the only my biggest criticism and i'll be done here in a sec is um the art falls apart at the end i don't know what happened but i it just for some reason the art is pretty consistently very solid throughout jumping timelines you're seeing space aliens you're seeing you know, bar setting, you're seeing like 1960s, you know, Southern Alabama or wherever he was from. Um, but then it just like falls to, it just looks terrible. I'm sorry. I don't know what it, what happened there. It just, it doesn't look good. Um, but 
otherwise i really like this one anything else for this one yeah i just i wanted to the book to have more i agree with you on the art and i wanted it to have more of an intergalactic theme to it because it's the green lanterns and i i just i assumed that that was going to be part of it and i was thinking wow how the hell are they going to tie huckleberry hound into space like that this is going to be kind of a cool thing and it it didn't work out that way. It was it my biggest takeaway from the book was it wasn't what I walked in thinking it was going to be. I've had these this was the last one that I read of the three. So I'd already had the Batman Elmer Fudd, the Sylvester Cat Catwoman crossover, the the other two that we've done today in my head as kind of what the outlines for these books are supposed to look like, and this one was really different. So on that level, it was an interesting book, but it wasn't my favorite and I don't know. I, I'd say of all of them, this is the one that I would probably, if you're looking for a very fast action-paced story, something that you don't really have to think about, this might be not the book for you. But if you want something that is thought-provoking and has a little bit more depth to it, I think this is definitely the book of the three that you would want. But, Matt, I do have a question for you. Sure. So, uh, put on the poll, which of the three characters is superior? This is not the question to you, Matt. Miguel Gorilla, Huckleberry Hound, or what was the last one? Uh, Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear. Okay. Here's my question to you, Matt. Can you, Matt, name five Hanna-Barbera characters? Oh, on the spot? Damn it. Come on. Let's see if you can get them. Jetsons, Flintstones. Okay. You got two. Johnny Quest. Uh, I... So, Fred Flintstone. There we go. Okay. Um, Judy Jetson, two. No, 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 no. You get it, like, like, those, you can't just be, like, name the whole Jetson family. No, 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 no. I just named two separate Hanna-Barbera franchises. Oh, I thought you were, like, George Jetson, Judy Jetson. Like, no, no, it doesn't count. No, no, no. I said Fred Flintstone, oh, Fred Judy, Flintstone. Okay, Judy okay, Jetson. Okay, okay, okay. Johnny Quest. Okay. Actually, I should go with Haji, because he's my favorite. Um, I shall go with Reese Bannon. Uh, you can't say any of the three that we've said today. No, no, no. I know. I'm trying to think. Um, so I need two more. Why am I blanking? Why am I blanking? I keep I'm, some of these. I'm gonna say, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, I can't believe I didn't." I know guess this is so frustrating to me. Oh, um, shark, 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 uh, Jabberjaw. Jabberjaw is not on this list. And Hong Kong, is it Hong Kong Fui? Hong Kong Fui. Let's see. Uh, I think Hong Kong Fui is one. Uh, oh shoot! I went to the Wikipedia page. I'm just looking at like a generic list thing right here. Yeah, but Hong Kong Fui. I think one. Hong Kong Fui is Jabberjaw is one. one too. Uh, you're ready to hear some really ones where you're gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't." No, Adam Ant is one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Squidly, Squidly Diddly. Okay. So far, you're not, you're not blowing my mind here. Okay. Uh, well, Huckleberry Hound. I did Dick Dastardly and Muttley. Do you remember the dog that goes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Space Ghost. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, Space Ghost. Okay, that's that's a big one. I can't. Yeah, I couldn't. I I thought for sure you would get that one. So Space Ghost, and then the last big one is. Um, oops, I clicked on it and I went back. Hang on one second. What was it? It was Tom and Jerry. Tom. Oh, wow. Okay. I know yeah, that's like that's the childhood right there, Tom and Jerry. I yeah. was just watching that the other day. Too. Let's put it on the poll. Can you name five Hanna Barbera characters that we didn't just name? No, 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 no. Just just a general question for Twitter. Can you name five? Hanna Barbera oh, characters. Okay. Can yeah. you name them? Can Before you, the episode comes yeah, out. Yeah, just can you name five Hanna Barbera characters? I'd be interested to see if anybody can just sit there and be like, yeah, I know five off the top of my head. I'm sure there are, you know who knows it better than anybody is our Uncle Richard. Yeah, he would definitely know that. Oh, yeah. That's like right up his alley. I'll put it on the poll. So, which characters of the three are superior? His dog's can name is five? Bandit. I mean, he loves Hanna Barbera. Exactly. 
Uh, anyways, should have been Mutley. <laughs> okay. Uh, next segment. Do you want to do this? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So Ian brought over since we're together is an obsessed with Marvel. Test your knowledge of the Marvel Universe book. We did a dry run on this earlier, and it didn't uh, go well. Did not go well. It went really bad. So actually, we'll see how much dead air I'm cutting out here. So let's just do like two questions each. Okay, question one. Question one. Okay. Uh, Ezekiel locked Silk in captivity for over a decade to keep her safe from which villain? <laughs> Are you laughing because this is so easy or because you, you have no clue? I'm laughing because I've never heard of either of those characters. Really? Uh, I've heard of Silk. I know who Silk is. Maybe but... this would be easy for me then because I'm like, man, these are like really basic. Yeah. my Well, you know, I mean, I've been digging through the historical remains of what comics have been for the last 20 years. And okay. Yeah. So, oh, so the options are Morlin, the Vulture, Dr. Octopus, or Mephisto. My guess would have to be Spider Mephisto. Totems. No. You're incorrect. It's Moreland. I don't even need to look at the answer. Mm. Yeah. This is going to be tough. Let's do another one. Who became a superheroine called Silk? Cindy Moon. This is all like, these are things that I know very well. So that's because that's kind of like right. Well, up some own. of these, some of these questions in here are like, they go back to like 1962. Know, like in 1962. Spider-Man. Which some of those I actually would probably get. No lie. I mean, I've read the original okay, 200 see. Spider-Man issues when I was a kid. Oh Question two. <laughs> yeah. This is not going well. Yes. I landed on the exact same page from earlier. That's Marvel Knights. Okay, so here we go. N- you see go. what I'm saying when I said you need to, you should probably purge the book a little bit. Before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next time we'll do more work. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where was Luke Cage's office located at? Forty Har- Second Street, off oh. Times Square, Harlem, Hell's Kitchen, or the Bronx? Harlem. No. Bronx. Wait. Uh... No, Forty Second Street off Times Square. Damn it! <laughs> I would have said, I would have said Harlem too, because that's the sh- where yeah, the show made it. Okay, yeah, so you're, okay. You, you, okay. as you've seen, this has gone. This is going horribly, but let's keep going. Bad radio is good radio, but that's what I like. Don't, okay, don't go to Spider Man because those are. I, no, we're gonna. Get, I'm gonna get something. Good. Right. Okay, we're gonna get something good here. I'm just gonna say I knew everything on that page. Okay, let me see. Not gonna get this one. Which villain's son and daughter appeared in Marvel Team-Up number 39 and 40 in 1975? What are my options? Green Goblin and Mendel Strom. Green Goblin and Crime Master. Big Man and Crime Master. Vulture 1 and Vulture 2. Vulture 1 and Vulture 2. Big Man and Damn Crime it. Master. Okay. Didn't think you'd get that one. Let's do a, Let's do something other than Spider-Man. We do Avengers. Yeah, let's do Avengers. If okay. you look at the... Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. Um, what other options do we have? We have Hulk too. Hulk, X Men. There's one more in here. You can do Hulk. Marvel Time. Cosmic characters. You want to do cosmic characters? That'd be tough. I know next to nothing yeah, about it, so let's one. do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's do it then. Here we go. Okay. I'm gonna like close my eyes. Here we go. Closing my eyes. You can't see this one. Number two thousand two hundred and seven. What is M- Macquarie's primary superpower? <laughs> What are my options? He has intuitive genius at designing machinery, able to alter his own physical appearance, able to psionically rearrange matter, has super speed. That's it? (laughs) That's the list? Those are the list. You want to read them to you again? Whatever the first one was. 
It was has intuitive genius yeah, and designing one. machinery. That yeah. is incorrect. He has super speed. What the f- Okay. So you're wrong. Let's do one more. Let's do, do one more. Just because we're just this is awesome. Let's do Marvel. No- oh no, we'll do Avengers. Hit we'll me. Do- Hit me. I just watched that movie Did yesterday, you? actually. Yeah. Um it's a great movie. It, although it doesn't hold up supposedly. Uh let's see here. Uh they're idiots or something? Yeah, well it's, it's Twitter. Um sorry, Twitter. <laughs> this question is ridiculous. Who is War Machine? I mean, I'm not even going to read that one. That doesn't count. Is that like an existential question? Like, what is a War Machine? I I, I don't know. Wow, some some of these are really really simple. Okay, what must Odin regularly do to renew Odin's his immortality? Sleep. Damn it! Is that really what it was? Yeah, yeah, I think that is what it is. Shit! What character? Was Give that? me a hard one. Yeah, that was pretty easy. Come that, on. That page was was pretty good. Um, <laughs> Who seized control of Stark International after manipulating Tony Stark into succumbing to his alcoholism? Oh, Roxon. Is it? Or Hammer? It, uh, shit. Obadiah Stain. Damn it. So we suck at this. One of the... Th- the one out of all the th- of the three that you should I should have picked. Okay, well that was. Don't worry, we're taking obsessed with Marvel book and we're putting it in the idea hat. Boom! It's in the idea hat now. We're done. Don't worry, it won't come back out to scare you anymore. We'll bring that one back out when it is refined and ready to go for the show. All right, well let's move on. Let's talk about our second to last and our favorite segment, which is what we're into. Ian, what have you been into? One sec. One I'll, sec. I'll what go. am I into? You go. go. You go first. Uh, well, I just. Oh recently... wait. Oh god. I just recently wrapped up uh, Haunting of Hill House, which is really great. Talked about that last week. Uh, but I started getting into, based off of Talon's recommendation, actually, um, From Hell. Wow. This is a moment. Yeah. Talon so, influenced you. Um, man, I'm having a hard time right now with it, but I'll get through it. So far, so good. I mean, it, it's Alan Moore, so it's not really going to be bad. It's just... Oh, the book. Yeah. It's a book. Oh, okay. I didn't. I thought I meant the movie. No, no, no. I didn't know there was a movie. I just I thought it was a show that you were re- referencing. I didn't know you were oh. talking about a book. And once you said Alan Moore, I said, "Oh, well, yeah." Okay. And, and is it a novel or is it like an actual it's a comic trade. book? It's a trade. Oh, it's okay. a comic book. Yeah. How old is it? That's old. Yeah, I don't know how I would, old. I haven't imagined. Yeah. So it's most about of stuff the Jack old. the Ripper. Kind of mixes in all the lore of Jack the Ripper, and it's pretty interesting so far. So he's that's one. All I'll say. He, he's one dude that I want to try and collect most of his comics, except for the weird vulgar ones. The weird, weird ones. I think he runs like a sex magazine or something. He does. Like that. He does. It's something like yeah. that now. I don't know if he still does it, but uh, Donnie Cates took a picture with him on Twitter like last month. Cool. He Good looked for like you, a, Donnie. He, he looked like a homeless person. Not Donnie Cates. <laughs> Not Donnie Cates. <laughs> Donnie Cates really falling off the deep end here. Um, what else you been into though? No, nah, that's really it. I just got Spider Man from you, so we'll yeah. be playing that as soon as we get yeah. done here. You got a month. You're <laughs> Ian's going. Ian's going. Leaving, departing my house, coming back very shortly. And dinner's supposed to be ready. He might come back, and I might just be playing Spider-Man. <laughs> it's uh, November fourth right now, so you have till December fourth. It's giving me a tick, ticking time bomb. It's uh, you'll be able to beat it pretty quickly though. Oh, it's really sure. fun. It's really, really fun. Not if my kids want to play it though. My kids were asking you about it. That's true. It's super fun though. And y'all... yeah, I can't play. And they're all like they, they don't. I can't do the the unplugged controller thing. They all like figure that out pretty they're, quickly. They're too old for that now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just... Uh, you done? You got anything else you want to lock some doors? Don't let him in. Uh, no, I'm done. So what about you, Ian? Okay, so I want to take the time to actually mention really quick uh, our giveaway. I forgot to do that off the top. We'll do that right now. Uh, first of all, going back a couple steps, make sure you go vote on the polls for this week. We have three polls. Well, technically four. 
Uh, one poll is, what is your comic book pick of the week? You have the choices between the three DC Hanna-Barbera crossovers we did. Polls for this week in general, though. Okay, I forgot to mention. That's okay. Uh, they are, is McGill Gorilla a good character? Which character is the best of the three characters that we reviewed today? Uh, Yogi Bear, Huckleberry Hound, or McGill Gorilla? Can you name five Hanna-Barbera cartoons? Or, excuse me, characters. Uh, so that's the polls for this week. But moving in, transitioning over to the giveaway. We had a giveaway for episode 100. It's the biggest giveaway we've ever done. Three winners. Three huge winners. First, second place, third place winner. Third place. You ready for this, everybody? Matt, are you ready? You look ready. Third place wins. Rick and Morty, Dungeons and Dragons, number one. Captain what? America. Kept, I know. I know. Dungeons and Dragons, number one. So if you like Dungeons and Dragons, this is a book for you. Mm-hmm. So if you ever pick that shit up. Captain America, number one. The 2018 Legacy Reboot. Ultimate Spider-Man, number 70, signed by Brian Michael Bendis. And lastly, a Comics the Gathering from the comic book shop t-shirt. Nice. Uh, second place, you will win. Ultimate Spider-Man Annual, signed by Brian Michael Bendis. Man of Steel, number one, signed by Brian Michael Bendis. DC Nation, number zero, signed by Brian Michael Bendis. Rick and Morty, 40, variant, signed by Kyle Starks. And a Comics the Gathering t-shirt. I just realized I could have just said the three comics and then just said signed by Brian Michael Bendis, but I had like... Right away we also tricked him into giving us a vial of his blood and we used it for when he signed him too i feel like ron burgundy because i'm just reading it the way that i wrote it in my notes i'm like fuck and you, a whale's san vagina oh screw oh, you no, san diego yeah. Yeah, fuck you san diego <laughs> uh first place the grand prize winner grand prize not plies prize winner you ready because i'm ready i'm not sure i'm ready okay well we're gonna do it graveland number one by scout comics will be the first thing you'll receive You'll also receive Amazing Spider-Man Free Comic Book Day and the Legacy Behind the Scenes issue, both signed by Ryan Otley. Batman, Hellboy, and Starman, signed by Mike Mignola. Ultimate Spider-Man 54, uh, the start of the Hollywood storyline, signed by Ryan Michael Bendis. You're also going to be getting Rick and Morty, number 39, signed by Kyle Starks. Moon Knight, number 2, signed by Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev, as well as the Walking Dead, number 1 variant reissue with the Comics the Gathering logo on the front. You're going to be getting the Infinity Ring, which is just some cool Infinity Ring that you can have for merchandising It's not reasons. a sex toy. It's not. And finally, you will be getting the Comics the Gathering hoodie. Not a shirt, a fucking hoodie nice. for this winter season. So that's all you're going to be getting. Three people win. Giveaway ends December 15th. So please go vote. And it will be, once we promote episode 100, it will be in the comment section. All right. So go vote. And then what I'm into. Sorry. You ready? Oh, yeah. You ready now? <laughs> I forgot we were waiting on that. I know you were. Uh, let's keep going. What I'm into. Still watching Daredevil season one. Haven't quite finished that up yet. I've been working a lot, but that is in process. I have officially put God of War in my PlayStation. Haven't turned it on yet, though, but it's there. Uh, So now that I've given Spider-Man away, that's going to be my next project. I'm still reading American Vampire. I'm on the third trade right now, which is where the characters go to, like, the World War II era. And Talon told me that that's the best uh, arc. So I'm really excited for that one. No, no, no. Uh, American Vampire. Oh. It's like one where they do do World uh, World War II. So I'm really looking forward to that. Excuse me. Lastly, uh, I've been really into Marvel Strike Force, which I've mentioned that on here a couple times. It's like a mobile game on my phone. It's super fun. And I just got into a new alliance, so that's been really cool. Lastly, Weekly Polls, Amazing Spider-Man, Rick and Morty, Doomsday Clock. I recently canceled Oblivion Song 
So that was a big thing for me to cancel Rick or Rick and Morty book, Robert Kirkman book. Tears are streaming down his face. <laughs> well, honestly, the truth is, like now I'm not subscribed to a Robert Kirkman book anymore. Outcast is going to be ending, and wow, it's going to be it. So this will be the first time in a while. You haven't read Walking Dead yet, have you? I haven't. That's yeah. a big commitment. I know. That's why I haven't done it yet. I know. I, know. It's, it's I haven't thing. gotten. You know what I do is I normally wait like till like three or four trades have gone, and then you just and then I it. yeah yeah that's the way to do it. I feel like. Um, lastly, uh, there is a new web of Vemin, 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 there is a new web of Venom comic that's coming out. It's a carnage based, uh, comic where they're supposedly bringing Cletus Cassidy back from the dead. I don't care how stupid it sounds. I don't care how cheesy it is. I put it in my box and I'm ready to read it. So I'm absolutely going to be in on that. Spider-Man Miles Morales comes out in December. And lastly, I picked up Black Panther and Deadpool crossover and Matt and I were talking about it earlier. It is the art is a little meh at first, but once the action starts getting going, it's actually a really good book. And it makes fun of itself, which mm. is what I really appreciate about it. You, Matt, were mentioning, I'm just Deadpooled out. Even as Deadpool and him are about to fight, he mentions to him, everybody's over these crossovers. And I get it, but we're going to do one more. And it's just funny. you know, It's self-aware, and I appreciate that. But that's all I've been into. So uh, with that being said, we can wrap up. There's, um, there's a book, Ian, that I want to recommend to you. And it's, um, you like Carnage, so uh, I think it's called Carnage Made in America? Is it Mind Bomb? No. That's one that's been suggested to me quite a few no, times. No, it's, um, god damn, what is it called? I know Maximum Carnage is a really popular one. I've read oh, that. Oh, it's Carnage, it's Carnage USA. USA. Yeah. Oh, I've heard of that one. That's before. a good one. It's yeah. A, um, it, the art is probably the high point of it. It's really beautifully painted. Uh, but yeah. It's, it's a, just worth Was it out. a 90s storyline? Uh, no, no. Story it's like mid 2009 no. oh i think i have read this actually before a long time ago no, who wrote it that's just that's just when he was ranked 90th greatest villain i'm trying to think here let me see yeah carnage is my favorite character man i'll, I'll read anything carnage but i just i do understand that it's a little oversaturated the symbiotes and everything it doesn't um, even have its own page darn it yeah but Car- he takes over a town which is pretty cool and then, like the avengers just kind of like stumble upon it it's uh it's pretty cool so, anyways, uh, Ian, with that said, we have one thing left to do here, and that is a little thing called plugs. Uh, you can follow the show at Earth919 on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at Earth919 on Facebook.com. Uh, make sure you leave any reviews for us on iTunes. We would appreciate it. And you can find the show on Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean. the Podknife Network, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Player FM, uh, the Pod. There's one you more. should just Podcast condense it added. down to just say, like, anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Yeah, I guess I could do that. I, the problem is I had it all written down. It's throwing me off. It's easier. But I'm just trying fun. to save you breath. And iTunes. And iTunes. You can do iTunes as well. Oh, yeah, we are on that one. Yeah, did you know that? Uh, that's pretty much it. But, yeah, please go and vote on our polls each week. We really appreciate it. And any reviews, if you let us know, we will give you a shout-out on air. Make sure you enter our giveaways. And we'll see you next week. That's all I got, really. We should do something fun next week i wanted to Theme. do raimi movies but you didn't want to do them oh now i have them actually i own all of them now let's do that next yeah, week we could i just see if i have time to watch them all i have time yeah. <laughs> we'll see okay um yeah and ian i can be found on twitter at armchair matt where can you be found on twitter oh thanks i would have forgotten my own f- stuff too wow you really are bad without know, your notes without my notes i'm falling apart here uh you can find me at ian sasquatch on twitter.com and you can also find me on the playstation network bigfoot's uncle ian cool 
And until next week, have a great week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Peace.